my fellow Schwab Lords. Welcome to another episode of Cancel Sweezy. As always, I am your host, Sweezy. And I actually recorded the first one-third of this show and forgot to press record on the camera. Uh, That's rough, buddy. So I guess we're going to round two um, with me rehearsing the first part. Um, but yeah, no, welcome to Cancel Sweezy, the show where I say what everyone else is thinking and you call it offensive and want to cancel me if i'm doing this show right this will be the last episode um but we're just gonna see how many episodes in we can get to this and uh see how much i care about your opinions and your feelings and shit like that um like always i am sweezy uh one strong opinion uh that we start off the show with i'm gonna try to start off with a strong opinion every episode uh, natalie portman is our best jew and i know what you're thinking i didn't know natalie portman was jewish that's why she's the best jew that's why she's our best um Anyway, thank you so much uh, for listening and uh, starting this episode, pressing play on wherever you're listening to, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, uh, wherever else, I don't know, other places uh, you're on. But thank you so much. It means a lot to me. I have a cool announcement to start off the show with. My new EP, Ride or Die, comes out December 11th. That's right, December 11th, Friday, December 11th. I am super excited. Uh, I think it's two weeks away from when I'm recording this. I'm super happy that uh we're doing this and uh i'm dude I'm, I'm super excited i love this music i this is all music i wrote and recorded and produced during the pandy and uh, i'm really super excited for everyone to finally get a chance to uh, listen to it it's five songs i feel like they all go together very well because i kind of wrote them all at the same time but uh, i don't know i'm super excited for that december 11th uh, hopefully i have pre-order links in the link in down below in the episode description wherever you're looking at it so you can pre-save pre-order wherever you where people do this people don't pre-order we just listen to music for free nowadays from our ten dollar subscription and i get five cents maybe um but anyways no go check that out we're gonna have a listening party for it which i'll have more details hopefully next episode i will get more details into uh that but hopefully you show up to the that it's gonna be a live listening party uh streaming over on facebook and uh hopefully get more details and getting everything kind of set up from there for that uh really cool i'm gonna talk about each individual song and uh kind of you know answer questions too if you have any questions about the song you just listened to it's gonna be a lot of fun um Anyways, though, uh, like this episode and subscribe. That's the best thing you can do uh, to help us out today with the show. Uh, it kind of gets us more viewers, like likes and subscribes and comments and stuff like that. This gives us attention, and I need attention to survive, and that's why I have tall hair. That's why I wear this windbreaker. Uh, attention is what I need to survive in this world. Without attention, I die. I'm like Tinkerbell. I will die if I don't get attention, and I've just come to accept that fact, and I'm going to live my life the rest of my life that way. And that's probably why I don't do, I don't have a girlfriend right now because I need more attention than her. And apparently women are supposed to be the ones needing attention, not men. But uh, anyways, one day when we get married, I'm going to be the one walking down the aisle and that's when everyone's going to stand. And that's the attention I deserve. So like and subscribe, give me the attention I need. Uh, every Monday and Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, I stream over on twitch.tv slash theshweezy, playing some video games. Uh, currently, I am playing Pikmin. I did a Thanksgiving Fortnite stream, but I'm playing Pikmin 3 Deluxe, which is super fun. Like, I found out I love that game, and I'm having a lot of fun playing that. But it's, like, easy to get distracted, so I have to, like, do some off-air stuff. But no, it's super fun. Go follow me over there. There's two buttons on uh, Twitch. There's a follow button and a subscribe button. Now, typically, a subscribe button, uh, subscribe would cost you $5. However, if you have an Amazon Prime account like most of us do, it's 2020. We all do. Jeff Bezos uh, is the richest man in the world. Uh, 
if you have that, basically you get one free subscribe a month. And if, with your Amazon Prime account, if you connect the two, uh, you can subscribe to the Shredcast, and that gives five dollars takes five dollars away from Jeff Bezos that otherwise he would have. So always hit that subscribe button, support me. Uh, basically for free if you already have an Amazon Prime account, but that's the best way to support me financially. Uh, but if you want to support me the best way financially, we do have a Patreon page. Uh, Patreon page has one tier right now, $5 a month, and you get ad-free episodes of the Shredcast. It is a great way to support me, and that way you don't have to listen to ads in these shows. And and all it's only bullshit, no advertisements. Uh, so really great. But like always, if you just want to subscribe for free, uh, you just want to listen to the show for free and still want to support me, uh, just like the show subscribe on youtube just to have a great grand old time uh i am inevitable and uh i need attention so people please give me the attention i need that's why i do podcasts that's why i do music i need attention please give me the attention i need i know it's controversial but uh yeah i need the attention and uh that's why i'm so fucking hilarious all right let's get into the news that i've already gone over but uh (laughs) God, I can't believe I didn't fucking press the record button. I pressed it on the on my audio stuff, but I did not press it on the camera. And I am I, I'm I, I played myself. I didn't get you played yourself. I don't know why I don't have that by DJ Khaled, but uh, that's rough, buddy. And I also got to remember to use my soundboard more. Uh, yeah, also pretty good because I wanted this whole rant about how I'm gonna beat the shit out of Micah, and so I should probably yeah I probably shouldn't be talking like that. I love the, I love Micah. Micah, if you're listening to this, I love you, man. I do love you. I only pick on you because I love you. Uh, and I, I get mad if other people want to go my level of picking on you. That's just, uh, that's some shit right there. Hashtag pray for Micah. All right. Anyways, let's get into the news. Fauci says Santa Claus has innate immunity. Won't be spreading COVID-19 to anyone this Christmas. That is from USA Today. Uh, let's just read the article and then I will react to it. Santa is coming to town and he's not bringing COVID-19. At least that's the word from Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's leading infectious disease expert. Santa is exempt from this because Santa, of all the good qualities, has a lot of good innate immunity, Fauci told USA Today this week. It should come as no surprise, you know, as most children already know, Santa is superhuman. He flies around the world in one night, delivers millions of toys, and eats his weight in cookies. Santa is a magical human being, like I like to say. Uh, But the millions of Americans already sick with COVID-19 children have been worried about Santa, especially this Christmas Eve, when he visits millions of homes, and there's no denying that Santa... because he is older and overweight, would at first glance appear to be a higher risk of developing severe disease uh, from COVID-19. Fauci is telling kids not to worry. Santa is not going to be spreading any infectious disease. So obviously Santa is a magical human being. He's overweight. Uh, I think everyone's worried because, like, you know, this disease basically uh, goes against older obese people, which is Santa. But Santa is also magic. And so I feel like that's good. So as long as no one plots to take Santa's magic away this Christmas season, that's, that's probably a Christmas movie, right? Um, so as long as no one does that, I think Santa is going to be fine. I'm glad to hear this good news of all the bad news that's always coming out. I am glad to hear some good news every once in a while. That's Santa Claus. Santa Claus is coming to town. And uh, we don't have to worry about Santa getting sick or spreading anything. Uh, but however, if you catch Santa kissing your mom... Uh, she could get an STD, uh, which for Santa, he, I like that. uh, but your dad will not like that because then your dad gets genital warts and no one wants genital warts. Uh, actually, I think, I think I've said this before though, but I feel like the worst part about getting an STD is having to call all your exes and telling them this, but like, I don't want to contact any of my exes. That sounds like awful. That's like the worst part of it. So 
But no, it's weird. Like if you talk to women, like have you been tested? I'm like, yep, no STDs. Uh, that's not the test I was talking about. I was talking about COVID. Oh, yeah, I don't have that either. All right. Anyways, though, but some good, good news coming out of this week. Santa's gonna be fine this Christmas. We're all gonna die, but Santa should be fine. So, uh, you win, you lose. You sing the blues. There's no point in buying concrete shoes. All right. Here's uh, now to go from an upper to a downer. A man goes to the doctor for depression over his wife's affair. Dot dot dot. Turns out the affair was with the doctor. <laughs> Ooh. That's rough, buddy. Um, and this is from 101.1 WKQX. Apparently, radio stations report the news now. Um, here's something that feels like it could only happen in a movie, but it's actually happened to some poor guy in real life. 47-year-old guy named Pearson Tone. Um, if he's white, that's a stupid name. If he's not white and from a different country, um, it's fine. I, I'm not going to make a comment. Uh, from Bend, Oregon, was depressed a few years ago when his marriage fell apart because his wife had an affair. So he went to the family doctor, a guy named Ronald Rosen, to get both counseling and a prescription for his depression. But after the appointment, he found out who his wife had the affair with. And yeah, and you got it. It was with Ronald. So, Pierre. Pearson just sued Ronald for $2.9 million for professional negligence, uh, and that's the end of the article. Um, so there's a lot of thoughts I do have in regards to this. Um, first, my main thought is— That's rough, buddy. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think he has a point for his lawsuit. I, I do want to say that first because um, if you have a therapist— if I go to a therapist, say I'm going to a female therapist, uh, and she's like, Shweezy, I can no longer be your therapist. And I'm like, what? What's going on? He's like— I find you super attractive and I cannot stop thinking about you. You make me wet. Uh, every time you come in, you just talk about your problems. I get all wet. Uh, even your childhood traumas, your, your, uh, your self-worth and, uh, all everything you're working on in your life. Uh, it just makes me wet and I can't keep doing this with you. You're going to find a new therapist because I cannot keep doing those feelings towards you. All I, I don't even look at you in the eyes anymore. I just look at your hair and how handsome and beautiful you are as a human being, Shweezy. And it, it's just what, what it is. So we can't keep doing this anymore, um, which, you know, one part of me is. And I really like that. And then the all, other part of me is. That's rough, buddy. So I can't be I can't be too mad with her, but I'm glad that she's being professional and doing this, and maybe I found a girlfriend. I don't know. Maybe that's the me I need. But, you know, that doctor should have been like, eh, probably shouldn't be uh, working with this guy. Um, especially in, the, in regards to, I guess he was getting therapy from this doctor. Is this Bend, Oregon? How big is Bend, Oregon? I don't know. Um, I don't know. And also, I don't really care. Um, but anyways, yeah, no. Uh, sucks, to be that, sucks to be that guy. Uh, I always like to think about other people who have it worse than me. And uh, this guy has it worse than me. And so... Uh, Sucks to be that guy. That's all I'm going to be able to say uh, right now. But anyways, um, let's keep moving on. Uh, keep moving on to other companies. Beer company Bud Light announces its own gaming console. The And this is from the Ukraine Business Journal. Bud Light, a beer manufacturing company, has revealed that it is making a new next-gen gaming console of its own. The company is doing it all for a good cause and has also stated that their new console will never experience overheating issues at all. No console basically has that as long as you like not store it in a like in your like in a cabinet or something like that that's the biggest problem with anyone overheating anything they put in like a enclosed space and then like the there's just like no airflow coming to it um 
Bud Light has a noble cause behind the move. Let's see what their noble cause is in regards to this. The company refers to the BL6 console as the coolest console ever, and it brings with it a powerful gaming PC. The console slash PC will be having several fighting games from the Bandai Namco, such as Tekken 7 and Soul Calibur VI 6. Okay, that's a 6. I had to like go back to music theory. I only know up to like 7 in Roman numerals, so... Um, don't tell me to go fuck myself. Along with RBI Baseball 20 and Broforce pre-installed on it, the console also features two particularly designed gaming controllers that have the BL6 name carved on it. So, first of all, they say they have a noble cause behind the move. They didn't put anything. Um, Coolest console ever. Um, I guess they could water cool the console. I I know a little bit about PC building, um, but uh, I guess they, they said water cooling. Um, that's probably what they're going to do. Uh, I guess most consoles don't unless you just PC master race. <laughs> but, um, I'll also say console slash PC. Are they making a PC that's specifically made for gaming? Like, what the hell are they doing? Come on, Ukraine business journal. What the hell are you, what the hell are you doing? You're not doing a very good job on reporting the news. I'm doing a better job reporting the news than you. And I just say thing, whatever the hell I want to say. In regards to this, so uh, I guess fuck you, Ukraine Business Journal. I have a lot of problems with you. Um, and also, who's gonna fucking buy this console? Like YouTubers, maybe Twitch streamers for one stream. Like no one like who normally does this one is gonna be in, like gonna pay it. Like Tekken Seven. Like I don't think Tekken. Like Tekken games are fun. Me and my brother used to pay, and I used to just spam like a fighting button. You're like, you just spam the A button, like. No, it wasn't A because we played it on PS2. It was like X or O or something like that because ps2 um anyways no no yeah so i don't know i'd rather get google stadia and i don't like google stadia for some reason i i don't know it just has a weird feeling in my mouth so uh yeah um let's see how this develops um hopefully maybe we'll have another article on this um next article i got frenchman breaks down rules with written declaration to smash a guy's face all right uh, this is the article where I was previously recording. I uh, said I was going to beat the shit out of Micah, but... Hashtag, pray for Micah. But no, man, I love Micah. So uh, I'm not going to talk shit about Micah. We're going to not talk shit about Micah the rest of this episode. We talk about Micah. His name is in my mouth a lot. Uh, but uh, we're not going to talk shit about Micah. This is a Micah-positive episode of the Schwedcast. Not This isn't the Schwedcast. This is Cancel Sweezy, okay? Cancel. Sweezy. And... With that, let's get on to this article. I'm going to have to roll my sleeves up for this one because this one was my favorite. Uh, French man breaks lockdown rules with written declaration to smash a guy's face. <laughs> this is the Pigeon Express. French man has been fined for breaking lockdown rules after declaring in a written statement that he was leaving his house to smash a guy's face in. Police said in a statement, the 39-year-old man living in Brittany, northwestern France, was hiding behind a car when he was spotted by a police patrol. He appeared to be drunk, police said. He was questioned in op- an officer's discovered that he was carrying a flick knife. Now that's gonna be that's gonna be a problem. That's more of a problem to me. I'm like, you need to do some fist fight like a real man. I police checked his explanation for being outside and found that the man had a lockdown declaration stating, I've gone to smash a guy's face in. That's my excuse, and it's a good one. Uh Daniel Curdson, Lenyon police chief, said officers explained this wasn't a legitimate reason. <laughs> Was a legitimate reason it wouldn't, be, and he would be detained overnight. 
Somehow he wanted to respect the law because he, when he was questioned at the police station, he insisted on the fact that he was less than a kilometer from his home. Curtison said, under the country's lockdown restrictions, people are allowed outside for one hour of exercise per day and no farther than one kilometer from their residence. The man was fined uh, 135 euros, which is like $178 in real money. Uh, for breaking the lockdown in some and another under fish. Oh my gosh, so that's double for being drunk in a public. Dude, that dude's gone like like maybe around 400 real money in real money. That's gonna suck. And public space, France imposed a new lockdown in late October in response to the rise in COVID 19 cases, shutting non essential businesses, restaurants, and bars. Schools and workplaces have remained open and care home visits are allowed, but people can otherwise only leave their homes for work medical reasons, shopping for essential goods, or exercise. So, um, I agree with this guy. He had, an, he had a good reason. He needed to punch this guy's face. Sometimes, you know, guys are different. Like, sometimes we just need to punch a guy in the face, and then we feel better. Sometimes it doesn't help us feel better. But anyways, uh, I think this guy has a reasonable excuse. I think punching a man in the face is a good excuse to punch a guy in the face Support him. I think he should only be fined for the being drunk in a public space. Um, but he sounds like he was pretty under control. That's one thing, though. Like, I guess, like, being in trouble. So, say, I want to say, like, back when I lived in a small town, um, I was at a bar. I drove to a bar. I was like, I'm not going to get drunk. I just have a drink with some friends, and then I'm going to go home. Uh, and then I just ended up drinking too much because Long Island iced teas at my old bar uh, are, for some reason, haven't killed me. Um, and then, like, I was like, I'm going to walk home. And then I walk home, and I'm obviously drunk. Obviously, I decided not to drive. And then I get, um, as I'm walking, a cop just, like, is like, you're under arrest. And I think, like, that's unfair because I'm just being responsible and not driving. Uh, but then I guess there's also times where, like, you harass other people. And that's more of harassment, not, like, public intoxication. So, I don't know. I feel like maybe the drunken public could be okay, but I feel like he had a good enough excuse. So... I feel like this guy's good. All right, so the last article we have today, Youths Revive Thief with Energy Drink for Another Round of Beatings. Vanguard NGR, I'm assuming that means Nigeria. Uh, it's somewhere, sometimes I get South America and Africa mixed up. I think this is Africa. Um, some Ghanaian uh, youths have reportedly helped a man to regain his strength for round two of beatings after being beaten over a suspected case of theft. According to reports, some young men in Takoridi, Ghana, gave an energy drink to the thief so he can regain himself to receive another round of beatings. An eyewitness who shared the story online said the hoodlum was caught right in the act of stealing. Instead of handing him over to the police, the boys, the area boys, took the matter into their own hands and gave him the beating of his life that's rough buddy noticing that he's weak from the beatings the thief was given rush energy to recover so that the beatings can resume the eyewitnesses posted a photo of the moment the alleged thief was seen taking the energy drink as youth surrounded him uh, the picture had an inscription which read welcome to Takora Ghana where subsequent to beating a criminal we offered him a container of surge caffeinated drink so he we can beat him once more you perceived how kind we are no spot like tidy um damn it sucks to be that thief I think we should take this up in America not with thieves but with uh, child predators and sex offenders because they deserve it and I feel like uh beating up 
sex offenders and child molesters and shit like that. Everyone can get on board. And one thing I and Garth can agree on. And I really like that. So let's do that. Let's take this up in America. Let's start beating the shit out of bad people. Like if you murder a kid, we're going to beat the shit out of you. And, uh, and I just want them all to know. I identify as a fucking threat. So we're going to beat the shit out of those people. And that's all I'm going to say in regards to that, because I have a lot more things to say this episode, and I'm not going to put all my energy into child predators, okay? This episode of the Schwedcast is brought to you by Gamefly. Most of you are already aware of Gamefly, but for those of you who don't, it's the best video game rental subscription service for one low monthly fee. As a Twitch video game streamer myself, I know there are two types of game. One type is the game that you'll continue to go back to time and time again, like Breath of the Wild and Super Smash Brothers. And then there's those other games, you know, that you only play once and then never pick up again. And that is where Gamefly is perfect. Most games come in at around $60. You know, these new AAA titles come in at $60. But with this link in the description of this episode, uh, your first two months will only be $10. I'm a subscriber myself, and uh, I played through Pokemon Sword, and I loved it so much that I wanted to keep that copy. And with just a click of a button, uh, and you just pay the little extra money, you get to keep the game that you rented from Gamefly. You don't even have to worry about anything else, and they'll go ahead and send you to the next game. I'm excited for the month of October. I will be getting into Luigi's Mansion because that is a very spooky game game and uh how that's halloween so it's the spooky season which i am super excited to play that game i already got it in the mail and i'm excited uh for once october kind of rolls around i can start playing that game and it's super fun and awesome i love gamefly i'm like i said i'm a subscriber myself but you can get your first two months for ten dollars you just got to use the link in the description of this episode and you know what start playing those games this episode of the Schwedcast is brought to you by FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, uh, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. They also have a fantastic clothing line so you can look good while you work out as well, which I always like to look good working out. Hashtag pray for Micah. We all know what the drill. Um, with your purchase of any product from the FNX Fitness website, they even donate a gallon of water to a child in need so you know that each purchase you make uh, really is helping someone out. Uh, using promo code SWEGCAST or link in the description of this episode, you can save 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code SWEGCAST or link in the description down below. Save 15% on some great performance supplements. All right, and I am back from the commercial break for non-Patreon members. Um, so I recently watched, time for a movie review. Uh, we all like the movie reviews. Somehow that part, like, this, that's the thing. I'm, like, working on the show, and so we're still, we're at episode eight right now. So it's, like, it's still pretty young. And so I'm looking at, like, you know, what's what's good, what's bad, what we need to cut, what we need to extend, uh, decrease, um, and for some reason, everyone loved the movie reviews, which started for me getting drunk one night and watching Charlotte's Web. Now we all, now movie reviews are like the best part of the show for some reason. So um, I watched the Lizzie McGuire movie. So uh, let's get into that. So um, here's my review of the Lizzie McGuire movie. It came out in 2003 on Disney Channel. Was it ever in theaters? I'm not, I'm, I don't remember. Anyway, so like they start the film. So I got some problems with this film. 
obviously I have a lot of problems with a lot of things. Uh, I think just that Jewish side of me coming out. Uh, first thing I want to say is so at the beginning of the movie, it's Lizzie's middle school graduation. And they're like, so you're the class treasurer, Lizzie. So uh, it looks like the president of the school is sick. I think they said Ebola. Like, how old is Ebola? Um, and then they're like, and then the vice president uh, didn't wasn't graduating <laughs> for some reason. Like, usually, like, the people in, like, student council are, like, the smart kids. So apparently, uh, so third is like, all right, Lizzie, you uh, got to give a speech today. Like, what? Hey, this is last minute. Most people prepare speeches. Not a lot of people. I'm thinking of like my, I'm thinking a lot about like my friends who could like bullshit a speech if they were told they had to give a speech last minute. Micah could do it, but he has a lot of public speaking. Like he's taught public speaking. Uh, Josh could do it because he was a preacher, minister, pastor for a minute. So he's used, he could probably pull it off. I could do it, but I'm not going to say it's going to be good. Uh, I could do it. I'm not saying it's going to be good. Uh, it's just, I have those like, typically like you see me, I'm like, right now I'm doing like this. I'm an enter, I'm entertaining right now. And I guess it takes a bit out of me to do it. It's just like a switch I turn on and I can do that. It's just like entertainer mode. And then, uh, then when I'm not, I'm just like, yeah, okay. And I'm just like pretty quiet and just like to myself or I just, you know, I'm talking to my friends. Like, I don't know. It's just an entertainment me, but no, and especially this girl is 14 years old. I'm assuming you're not seriously you're gonna tell make her like give a speech unprepared at the very last minute that, what's no no situation with that ever happens so i don't like unrealistic things in movies okay okay i don't like unrealistic things and this this part for me is very bad uh going on gordo i forgot how much of a simp this guy is but uh but yeah, things work out for him in the end, but that's not real. And I also hate that too. In real life, Gordo would get his feelings hurt by Lizzie and they would never end up together. That's just life. Life does not work that way. Life does not work. Gordo, you don't get the girl. You don't get the girl in the end. She's going to end up getting pregnant for some douchebag. All right. Um, also, Kate in the movie, uh, Lizzie's rival, she's just a bitch for no reason. And then, like, later in the film, she just decides to not be a bitch anymore once she finds out Lizzie's with Paolo. Um, but, yeah, Kate's just being a bitch for – she's just a bitch, and then all of a sudden she's not. Like, what kind, there's no, like, character development in this. She just, like, finds out a secret about Lizzie, and they're like, let's be friends now. Um, that, that was a weird arc. Kate's arc was weird, which I'm going to get back to in a bit. Um, also thought Ethan Kraft uh, – his name was Ethan Klein for a minute, and I was like – no, Ethan, they, those are totally two different people, uh, if you're not aware of H3, so uh, be aware of that. Um, uh, so, okay, so, watching the movie, like, obviously, me, Paolo, looks like an adult man, and I'm just like, wait a minute, how old is this guy? Like, he shouldn't, Lizzie's 14, I'm like, how old, how fuck old is this guy? Because this kind of sounds like grooming behavior that's going on starting in here. Um, and then I figured out that he was 17, they mentioned that in the film, like, still, that's a little too old, like, he's almost 18, and he's, uh, grooming this girl, like, with, all, like, this intention of, like, hey, you're kind of fake to be my partner, and like, oh, you went blonde, uh, anyways, and so, uh, that's some problems I have with, I'm gonna get more into, um, 
And then, uh, oh, and then Mac, they're like, Max is like stalking Lizzie, seeing what's going on. And like, she's like, that has to be Lizzie, like with Paolo, this dude. And then Melina is like, it's like, you just gave that information out for free. It's like, stop doing that. You're never going to get a PlayStation 2 with that. I'm like, wow, that's how dated this movie is. We're never going to get a PlayStation 2 with that. And now the PlayStation 5's out. That's a good time to be alive. Um, also, as more of Gordo is a simp, uh, like there's a scene in the movie, like Lizzie kisses Gordo. Like maybe I think either on the mouth or on the cheek. I think it's the cheek. And she says, you're such a good friend, Gordo. I'm like, holy shit, Lizzie. Are you serious right now? Are you this clueless? Um, uh, but no. Anyways, yeah. So I'm like, Gordo is a simp. But luckily it works out for him in the end, which I hate because that's not realistic. Um, but no, let's go into more of this grooming with Paolo. Like he's telling Lizzie she's great and how amazing she is and like trying to convince her to like, hey, you should play six. So you skip your class trip. You're 14 years old. That's no, there's nothing wrong to go with that. I'm 17. I'm almost a legal adult um, in America. I don't know about where Italia or Italy um anything like that um but it makes me uncomfortable as a 27 year old man uh watching a 14 year old get groomed um that's my conscience and you listen to the show you know what my conscience is um watching a girl get groomed uh a 14 year old get groomed specifically um that made me uncomfortable and i didn't like that at all fuck paolo i do not like paolo at all and then kate and then one of the best uh lines from kate is like i cannot believe no roman guy hasn't asked me out yet like kate it's because you're a bitch that's why stop being a bitch and then maybe you'll like a guy will like you it's probably like hey kate you're pretty cute it's like oh i don't eat carbs like fuck you kate stop being a bitch all right anyways and then like yeah and then like i said then all of a sudden like once kate found out lizzie was with paolo it's just like no i'm not a bitch anymore like how did that how did that change um like after she learned she's being groomed by paolo like all of a sudden kate's like you know what I think my time being a bitch is over. Lizzie, we're going to be friends again because I know Miranda's out of the picture. She's in Mexico City. Uh, so uh, now I can do it. I remember there was an episode like Miranda had like an eating disorder, and that was a pretty sad episode, but I know a lot of girls needed that. I probably needed that, but I eat a lot. So uh, I, I'm probably on the opposite of that spectrum. Um, so, oh, oh, and here's a thought. And then they introduced Isabella. Actually, Gordo met her at the airport when Gordo got kicked off the trip. Um, and honestly... Can we just be real? I don't think Lizzie's worth it as a woman. I mean, Gordo, you should have moved on. You could, Gordo is such a nice guy, and he he can do a lot better than Lizzie. Uh, I know they're friends, and so there's that friendship chemistry. But I feel like he can do better than Lizzie. Uh, you shouldn't you shouldn't ruin your life for Lizzie. So uh, that's one thing I would say. Um, next, um, and I know Isabella. So when Isabella showed up and Gordo was at the airport with her, I, I can I know Isabella is played by Hilary Duff. But I like Isabella way more than Hillary and slash Lizzie in general. I don't know why I do, but like she was funny and cool and obviously had talent and stuff like that. So I think Isabella should was that. I think Gordo should have ended up with Isabella. Let's just be honest. Isabella was the best. So he still kind of gets the girl who looks like Lizzie. So if like looks department, still good. Uh, but for anyways, uh, like that, um, so let's so we do that and so they're heading to the concert um one problem i had so i'm like looking i looked at the soundboard like like some you know i have a degree in music technology uh so i do know a bit about live sound but you know my basic is in music production uh audio uh audio engineering and stuff like that um with that though so they had 
So there's a lot of problems I had with that. It looked pretty legit for the most part, but there's a couple problems I had. Um, one, they were using headset mics, like the Garth Brooks uh, headset mics, where the mics here, that way you have your arms free. Garth uses it because he likes to play guitar and sing, and it's kind of like him. And he's also in a pretty big stadium with Garth, so like he's kind of like circling them around, trying to like reach people in the back and stuff like that. And you can't do that standing in one particular spot, so that's why Garth does it. A lot of people don't like it, but I think Garth Brooks does it very well. Um, but a lot of artists do it because they're dancing too, but they were like barely dancing. And so what was the fucking point of the headset mics? And like in sync, I've seen them, they've held mics and danced. Uh, I don't know why they needed to do that. Uh, it was just stupid to me um, for that. They should have just had real mics, like just handheld mics. Like for some reason, wireless would have worked. Um, the stadium was pretty big. They could have gotten away with wireless. Uh, if I'm just saying, yeah, I want a wireless. That's my you know, wireless mic. You know, I, that could have worked out. Another problem with it in the faders, like on the soundboard, like it was like this like thing connecting three different faders, one for Lizzie, three for Lizzie, three for Paolo. Uh, I'm trying to think like they only had one mic on them, so I'm not sure. I tried to reach. I called a live sound friend after the show. He did not answer. He's probably on some weed, uh, but uh, he didn't really pull that up. Uh, so I couldn't get anything from here. The only thing I can say is like Oxens, like reverb and delay or something like that. Um, but uh, why would they be in unison? That's another thing. I don't know. That could make sense. I'm uh, thinking about it. But most of you don't know how live sound works. So I don't think you really give a shit. But I don't know. I thought that was weird. They had three individual faders for one vocalist. Usually they just have one uh, for that. Um, but that's that's another problem for people. Um so oh, here's so I have like two more points I want to make with this movie and then I'll conclude. Uh, so like their their plan was uh, okay, so we're gonna have Isabella. They're gonna just turn the lip singing off because they were lip singing the whole time, and so Isabella was gonna sing into her own mic. That way Lizzie could lip sync to that, and then Paolo was gonna have to sing for himself for real. Uh, and he stayed on stage way too long. <laughs> Like, okay, after, like, one time, I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, I'm out. I have showed up to gigs, and, like, it was something like, you just need to play music for two hours. And so I show up, and, like, I guess I was supposed to play. No sound system. And I was supposed to be outside. No sound system anywhere. And there was also construction going on. I'm like, I'm leaving. And I just left. Um, so that's that. Um, you should have just walked off stage immediately once you learned that, like, you're not lip syncing. I'm like, I'm out. At least Ashley Simpson just started dancing, tried to, like, cover it up or something like that shit. Uh, you needed to do better than that. Uh, you stay out there way too long. I'm like, I'm going to justify this, and I'm going to show people I really can sing. This is what dreams are made of. Fuck you, Paolo. And also, fuck you for grooming Lizzie. That's bad. Um, but no, to end the movie, though, I thought it was really funny. So... Paolo's plan was he wanted to embarrass Isabella so he could go solo. Uh, so what he did was he groomed Lizzie, and that way they were going to sing. They were going to turn her off so she, they would hear Lizzie sing for real, to, like expose Isabella for lip singing or something like that. Maybe um, that's the point, I guess, they were going with. So, uh, so they would embarrass Lizzie by making her sing for real. And then Isabella was like, all right, so they started singing together, and then Isabella walks off stage to make Lizzie sing on her own. So, like, she did the same thing Paolo did, but Isabella tried not to embarrass Lizzie. Like, she tried to empower her. So, a lot of problems with that. So, in conclusion to the Lizzie McGuire movie, um, apparently grooming's okay as long as you're hot. Uh, 
as we learned with most things, like last week with our Twilight review, as long as you're hot, you can groom, you can stalk. Anything that's considered bad, like I would say, hey, you shouldn't stalk a woman. Hey, you shouldn't sexually assault a woman. Hey, you shouldn't groom a woman. Um, That's okay as long as you're good looking. Apparently, according to these movies, um, Gordo ends up with Lizzie at the end of the movie. That would never happen in real life. Um, Lizzie would be like, Gordo, I only like you as a friend. And then their friendship would be ruined. And for in real life, Gordo. That's rough, buddy. That's all I would really be able to say on that. So uh, very unrealistic movie. Um, I want more realistic movies like The Avengers. Uh, yeah, I want more realistic movies like The Avengers. At least that shit would actually happen if we were in that world. So um, yeah, So that's what I think about the Lizzie McGuire movie. Hope you all enjoyed that. Um, next thing. Um, all right, so Thanksgiving was yesterday. Uh, Monday, we're going to be Cyber Monday by the, the day this episode comes out. So I just recently had Thanksgiving. Uh, I stayed home because I am very responsible and I don't want to get COVID or give anyone else COVID. So I'm a good person. And I really like that. Thank you, Garth, for enjoying my uh, spiel or whatever. Um, But I've seen a lot of people been talking a lot of shit on turkey. And as a very protein, uh, fat, very pro guy, I have to say, uh, the reason you don't like turkey is because you're white. And these are all white people who are saying this. And white people don't know how to cook, as we all know. White people, white people. Yeah, I got that sound drop just for that. So, white people, you got to learn how to cook food. And if you're going to make a turkey, make a turkey for Thanksgiving Day, you got to learn how to do it. You got to use butter. You got to let it brine, dry brine, wet brine, one of the two. You got to do that shit. You got to learn how to make your food. Got to make food taste good. Come on. It's like, oh, I put like a tiny pinch of salt on it no you can put a decent amount of salt on it stop being a bitch and make start making food white people white people so that's what i gotta say about that so stop talking shit on turkey uh stop just talking shit in general on turkey and other meats in the carnivore diet keto diet whatever um that's just my opinion i am super hungry right now i'm gonna next break i'm gonna order food um okay so i came up with this version of the bachelor and so here's the version of The Bachelor I want to do, where I'm The Bachelor. And so you have the 20 women. They're like, you're going to be on The Bachelor. And so I act like myself, like I burp all the time, fart sometimes, uh, talk browns, uh, just be like that. You know, like, because these women are like 10 out of 10, like gorgeous, and I'm funny. And so, like, the idea is that, like, the women want to be kicked off the show. And then, like, the winner has to, like, legally marry me or something like that. We, we do some sort of, like, thing like that um, uh, with that. So, like, these women are, like, contractually obligated. And so, like, they're just, like, fighting to get off the show so bad. And I just make them uncomfortable. And I just think it's super funny. So I sent that to a couple friends. So, like, I think that would be a funny, fun show to watch. I sent it to some friends. And he said, uh, that sounds like rape with extra steps. I'm like, no, it's it's not rape. It's consensual. We all... It's consensual, people. I would not do anything unconsensual. That is not that is not in the Schwoke code. That is not against anything like that. So uh, stop talking shit on my ideas. Uh, the Schweg chiller, I want to call it, the Schwoke chiller, uh, where just, you know, I have to be the contestant and these women have to either impress me or want to get off the show really badly. So like, I'm sorry you don't get a rose tonight. Oh, thank God. I think that'd be pretty funny. Uh I have an alcohol update, so I did, so I, uh, some of you know I am, st- I'm stopping drinking for a little bit, 
uh, Monday or Tuesday, no, Tuesday night, I did have a drink. I had some vodka and I just wanted to make sure I got rid of all the alcohol in my home. Um, so I just enjoyed that. And then now I don't have it. So the only, so the only way I would be able to get more alcohol, uh, right now, since I am pretty quarantined for the most part, I still believe in that, uh, is if someone brings me alcohol, which would be very difficult right now because, of the current situation in the world. And so, um, do I still want to drink? Yes, I do. Um, but I haven't. And, uh, I'm figuring out cause I was using alcohol for helping me sleep and I'm not. And so like my sleep schedule is like way off. I'll go to bed at like 3am and like wake up like noon. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad people. Uh, thank God I have lights. So I don't have to use like the outdoor light to light me right now, but no, uh, the alcohol is pretty hard. Um, I'll, probably eventually go back to drinking, you know, occasionally, but we got to figure, I got to figure out what I'm doing. got to figure out what I'm doing in my life. So, uh, that's one thing I have to do. Um, so I just wanted to update you all on that. It's still hard. Um, if you're having a problem stopping drugs or everything, it's hard and, uh, yeah, you're always going to want it. So, uh, just wanted to update everyone that. So don't give up on your problems. I probably will eventually, but, uh, you shouldn't. So do what I say, not what I do. Um, also, so we've been talking, so the vaccine for COVID, um, we got like Pfizer said, uh, 90% effective. Uh, the one Dolly Parton was funding is 95% effective. Uh, so that sounds pretty good, but also I'm thinking like we're getting, so this means we're getting into the final season of COVID-19. Uh, it's like a TV show with a lot of problems. Uh, I'm thinking like this is going to be where the anti-vaxxers rise up because I'm already seeing those same people. Uh, like I talked about the hot woman I met uh, over the internet uh, who was very against masks and thought the flu shot was indoctrinating and trying to uh, do bad things to people uh, in regards to that. And so this is going to be their fight. Their fight's coming soon. Uh, these curfews and everything uh, – it's coming soon, so they're going to be the fight for their lives, and uh, they're going to bring up side effects of the vaccine, which all vaccines do have side effects, uh, but I'm pretty sure, like, maybe like a headache or something like that, like, your nose is going to get stuffed up for a day or two. Like, it's going to be a lot better than COVID, and uh, most people can survive the sniffles. Not a lot of people can survive COVID, so it's good. So just, you know, look at the side effects, um, and also don't, I mean, if it's approved by the FDA... It's it's going to be okay for us to take. We need to stop with these dumbass conspiracy theories. Wear your masks in the meantime. Just stop listening to bullshit people. Um, Trump's no longer in office. we got a got a candidate who actually believes in fucking science. And hopefully we actually get to like a more better place and uh, hopefully listens to a lot of progressives and uh, push that far. And Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, I'm probably saying that. I just call her AOC. She's still hot, and uh, she has lots of cool things to say, and so that's cool. I like it when someone is hot and smart. I think that is a psychological thing. Like, when I was a kid, like, I remember, like, Eliza Thornberry, you know, from, like, the Wild Thornberries. I'm like, I kind of had a crush on her for a bit. I think it's just something about smart girls are, are a turn-on to me. Especially ones with talent. Like I say, like I hate I hate these Instagram influencers with no talent. Like, you're hot. That's not a talent. I mean, it's it's a it's a gift, but it's not a talent. So get a talent and be hot. Like Alexandria, because she is hot and she has a lot of cool things to say. And uh, and if she breaks up with her boyfriend, I hope she calls me because I'm into that shit. And uh that's why I would watch C SPAN just for her. 
Um, last thing I want to talk about for our next break. Um, so Taylor Swift, um, I folklore. I'm a big fan of folklore. <clears throat> and uh, recently Taylor Swift released like her folklore sessions on Disney Plus. Really great. You need to watch it. Like it's super good. She talks about songwriting with Jack Antonoff. Bleachers, fun, uh, Steel Train. He's produced like Lord, uh, Lana Del Rey, Carly Rae Jepsen, all these great. He's a phenomenal producer. And uh, the dude, Aaron Lesnar? Maybe have him from uh, the National too. Apparently, Taylor's a big fan of the National. Um, so, like with that, like so, like two really good producers, and then Taylor is just like a phenomenal songwriter in her own part. Uh, go watch that on Disney Plus. But anyways, I have to every time Taylor releases an album, I have to update my rank. So I'm gonna start from eight down to number one, and this can be controversial for some people. But uh, as I said, this is my show. You can create your own show. Cancel, insert your own name. So, uh, number eight, I put Taylor Swift's self-titled album, the very first album she ever released. She was uh, a teenager when she released that album. It does have some good song. Our song, Tim McGraw, is pretty cool. Um, but in the meantime, uh, I'm not a big fan of Country Taylor. So, you're going to see that in here. So, that was number eight. Uh, number seven, I have Fearless. Love Story's pretty good. You Belong With Me is really good. Uh, hey Steven, that one's a pretty good song. Uh, but in the meantime, though, like I said, Country Taylor is good. Has a lot of good songs, but there's a maturity level I didn't really connect with at the time when Taylor released that. So, I couldn't connect with that too well. Uh, number six is six is Speak Now. Um, I feel like of all her country albums, I feel like Speak Now is her best country album uh, to speak of because I feel like there was a maturity level to it. Dear John, uh, she, she was groomed by John Mayer, probably. There's a lot of problems with that. Uh, she was very mature on that album. Uh, White Horse is really good. Um, uh, I don't know. It's just a very that was her best country album. Uh, number four is Lover. No, sorry, that was six okay number five we got reputation now reputation i guess is critically is taylor's uh least popular album by most but it has a lot of good song delicate is a really good song getaway car is a really good song uh i just feel like it's like an album taylor everyone hated taylor at the moment and so i feel like after this album like we taylor was just like my real fans are gonna stick with me my uh fake front my fake fans are gone now now i'm gonna be create art i like um the touring for that was really cool with reputation the idea behind it um just a lot of there's a lot of controversy with the reason like her reputation was bad um uh, but the idea is like oh now my reputation's bad and uh fuck you um so that's what i really liked about taylor uh new year's uh new year's day is a great song made jimmy fallon cry after his mom I still, I was thinking about that song last night. Uh, I love that verse. Like, don't you ever become a stranger who laughs, uh, whose laugh I could recognize anywhere. I love, that's a great line. So, uh, stick with that. Uh, reputation's great. Uh, the tracks that weren't singles are a lot of good ones. Like, like the second half of the album, uh, was the best part. So, uh, now we're into pop Taylor. Uh, number four is lover. Now I think lover is really good. And that was the follow up to 1989. I think everyone wanted and expected, but she went with reputation. Um, so I really like lover in regards to that. Um, obviously the first track, I forgot that you existed. I, I remember, you know, I was driving to my friend, uh, Austin Doyle is I was driving to his wedding. And this is when I initially listened to this album. Uh, in the meantime, I'm like, I forgot you existed. Uh, Go to that. Lover, I, I like the song Lover, and I'm kind of glad a lot of weddings this summer got canceled so I didn't have to hear it at any weddings this summer. Can I go where you go? It's like a really nice to like slow dance to, but I don't want other people to hear me hear it while I'm slow dancing to someone. Uh, but Lover, no, I, I think it's a great album. Even uh, 
It's nice to have a friend. You need to calm down. That's why I like to tell people when they're getting bitchy with me. Uh, so I like that. So number four, that's Lover. Um, next up, we're getting controversial. So the albums that are left, 1989, Folklore, and Red. Um, Red is a very uh, fan-favorite album of Taylor's. Uh, Folklore is a new one, which critically acclaimed people are loving right now. So um, 1989, I think, is one of her greatest. So um, this is going to be the part where it gets controversial, people. Um, number three, uh, between 1989 Folklore and Red, number three, I put Red. Now, when it came out, it was my favorite Taylor Swift album, for sure. Uh, even then, even when 1999 came out, I would say I think Red is still better than 1989. Uh, I just think All Too Well is an amazing song. Uh, she had her standard pop hits like I Knew You Were Trouble, We Are Never Getting Back Together, uh, 22. You know, look those like these standard pop hits, I feel like that really defined Taylor uh, as an artist and really defined her as a pop artist, she, like really set her foot in the realm of being a pop artist. But um, I just think there's some songs on folklore. I think just, and I just think each album Taylor releases, there's a maturity level to it. And I think because Taylor's around my age. And so for me, I always feel like that I grow up with Taylor. So like when the album comes out, it's a time in my life when I think about it. And so red was kind of like the beginning of when I was in college and so, uh, and then, uh, even like the first track red or when the actual song red is like missing you was blue. Like I never know. Missing her was dark gray all alone. Missing her. I would put her like, I never know. Loving her. Him was red was like the main chorus and like putting it to colors. And I love that analogy. And I thought it was really good. Uh, I think a lot of the songs recorded at the studio that I, uh, interned at and I can like kind of imagine the room she was in kind of what it looked like. And so I do, I do really like red. Uh, all too well is forever uh, like a personal song to me and if I ever get known to Taylor I'm gonna be like hey I'm gonna come to the show tonight uh, please play all too well uh, because I'm requiring that you play that song uh, so now to left 1989 folklore number two I'm putting folklore I'm absolutely like in awe and loving this album and I'm listening to it all the time uh just back and forth all the time. I love this album. Uh, I start with, you know, the one I have that on loop and I, I find new songs all the time that I'm like, I want to listen to this on loop. But the one is great because I just, uh, right now, like at least with dating in my life, it's so, uh, pointless, like where you're like, you're talking to someone and then all of a sudden, like they no longer are a part of your life. And it's like, would have been fun if it could have been the one, you know, uh, and the second track card again, it's like, it's a nice song. Like, I wish you were wearing a cardigan of mine. I wish I was wearing your clothes or something like that. Track three, uh, Last Grand American Dynasty is like a story about some rich bitch. Uh, and it's like they compare it to Taylor. Taylor's not a bitch, but uh, they're comparing it to some rich woman. And it's like, it's not It's a not about Taylor, but it also is about Taylor, which is really cool. That's what Jack said in the thing. Uh, Exile with Bonnie Vare. Uh, that one stuck in my head. Because uh, she's. he was like... So it's like, what am I defending now? That's what Bonnie Vare said. And then uh, Taylor would come back when it was her chorus, like, who am I offending now? Which is very Taylor, which also relates to me personally. Great. Uh, August uh, was another one. That's one like I'm currently obsessed with. Uh, said, get in the car and cancel my plans because you call because you're obsessed with someone like you'll drop everything for them uh but they probably wouldn't do the same for you in regards to that so that's why i'm like obsessed with august uh 
that song. Uh, Betty is a good one because I like the chorus. If I showed up at your party, would you have me? Would you want me to, would you tell me to go fuck yourself? And I think about that in relationships I have. If like, I tried to get you back, what would you say? Would you want me back? Or would you tell me to go fuck myself? And so I really like that. Um, so many more tracks on that album. So, but it's just very important to me. Uh, that's, I mean, at least this time in my life right now, it's been very important to me. Uh, but number one, of course, is 1989. Uh, people will have some problems with that, but I, you gotta say like, at the time she released it, this was a big risk for Taylor. Uh, she was on Big Machine Records still, sh- the fucking Big Machine Records. Uh, fuck those guys. And uh, like, it was very, that's a very big country level. And so, like, it was a very risky move. And Taylor just said, I'm gonna do this. This is the, this is the move I need to put my career in. And she did it. And it was just a huge success. Everyone loves Shake It Off. Uh, everyone loved Bad Blood. Everyone loved blank space and those were the big ones uh wildest dreams everyone loved that and so it's just so good uh, a lot of people i like bad blood i do not like the version with kendrick lamar love kendrick but i don't like that version of bad blood but with taylor though it's it's so so like the bad blood just solo taylor is so good um i wish you would it's probably my favorite taylor swift song in on this album uh like I wish sometimes I wish you would, and then it's like all you had to do is stay. And like so, like how the album relates to me is when Taylor wrote the song, all you had to do was stay. She had a dream about an ex, and she ran into him, and all she could say to him is all you had to do is stay. Whereas I interpret the song is uh you ruined this relationship between us. Um the only thing you had to do is stay. Like the word stay is so like important to me as a songwriter, just especially especially in relationships, because a lot of times it's just staying when things are hard. Ride or die coming out on December eleventh. Um, staying is a very important part to me, and that's a big that's a big moment for me. Uh, Clean is a great song. Imogen Heap, I believe, it's very it's just a very solid song. Uh, uh, being it's like so kind of about sobriety, which I don't think it was like Taylor on drugs or anything. It was like Taylor coming clean from something toxic in our life maybe our relationship something else that's why i think clean such a good song uh i think that's the end of it and then there's the bonus tracks wonderland which people love those and apparently it's about taylor with another woman who had an alice in wonderland tattoo and then she got it removed but uh that that's up to you to decide uh i'm not your mom but anyways that's my ranking of every taylor swift album if you have a problem with it leave a comment like comment concern email me at the shortcast at gmail.com more than happy to talk to you more about that this episode of the Schwedcast is brought to you by Duke Cannon Supply Company's Beer and Bourbon Box. Uh, Duke Cannon hails from a simpler time, a time when the term handyman was redundant, a time when chivalry wasn't considered old-fashioned. Duke Cannon's purpose is simple, to make superior quality grooming goods that meet the high standards of hard-working men. In the history of great duos, the partnership of beer and bourbon is even more important to our way of life than mac and cheese or if you're British, fish and chips. Comes complete with three big beer soaps, a deliciously scented sandalwood soap made with old Milwaukee beer, a fresh citrus woodsy offering made with the Deschutes fresh squeezed IPA, and a warm cedar scent made with Budweiser and one big American bourbon soap. And a rich oak barrel scented bar made with Buffalo Trace bourbon. A perfect gift for the gentleman who appreciates a fine drink and a distinguished fragrance. Use the link in our description to get free shipping on your order over $20. 
This episode of the Schwedcast is brought to you by Honey. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in the description of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo codes, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else that will save you money when buying things online. It is 100% free, and at no point will you have to pay for it with any microtransactions. It's just as simple as pressing a single button, and you can start saving money. It's that simple. I use Honey myself. I've been using it for years, and it's a great way to save money on pizza. Uh, It's a great way to for me to buy audio equipment online it always saves me money i've gotten 40 percent. i've gotten 50 percent even before it is so great i love honey and you will too and if you don't use honey it's basically throwing money away so use the link in the description of this episode install it on your web browser whether that's chrome safari opera opera whatever it's called and start saving money on things you buy every day anyways All right, and it's time for me to give advice to your problems, uh, your problems that you have and I fix, and I'm going to fix you and your relationship and all your problems in the meantime. Uh, Let me get to go ahead and start with here. I love relationship problems. If you have a relationship problem or no one, I should – someone else – who has a problem I can solve, uh, email the shredcast at gmail.com. We'd be more than happy to answer that on air and uh, happy to help everyone out. Um, first question, first advice thing I have. Um, my girlfriend says she would sleep with someone else if she, we went three months without sex. What the child says, if we didn't have sex for three months, she would sleep with someone else because she can't wait that long to be intimate. Anyone else feel that way or is she just a little slut or slut? Maybe you spelled that wrong. Um, so here's the thing here. Um, there's a lot of situations here I guess we could be involved with that could be a problem. Uh, I think the main problem uh, is uh, what's the reason you're not having sex? So we need to go through that problem first. Um, basically if it's something medical wise, like you have a prostate something or something like that, you know, peener problem, um, that she should not sleep with someone else for that. Like that's just a medical issue. She should not cheat on you because of a medical issue that's going on. However, if you are not having sex with her because you don't want to, um, that would make sense. You need to work that shit out, dude. Um, sex is very important to a relationship. And I feel like if you're not going to put out and she's not going to put out, there's a problem and you need to figure that shit out. So that is what I have to say, uh, in regards to everything I am saying here, uh, for the most part. Um, so yeah, if it's medical, she should not be cheating on you. If it isn't medical and you're just being stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Then you need to be putting out to your girlfriend. If you need boner pills, get some boner pills. They sell them at gas stations. They, they sell that shit at gas stations. So you shouldn't have a problem with that. I, I'm just saying, bro. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's all I'm going to say, dude. Uh, put out. Okay. Just put out. Um, next question I got. Uh, my 23, I'm sorry. My boyfriend hates that I wear boxers to bed. All right. We've been together three months. My sleepwear consists entirely of tank tops and underwear. I have underwear for during the day and for dates, which is primarily small and lacy. And then I got, I've got women's briefs and men's boxers, usually a cotton blend for sleeping. They're really comfy and really big. I don't think they're ugly. They're just not very cute. My boyfriend slept over last night and when and went to get dressed for bed, and as I pull out the briefs, he goes, do you have to wear those? So I pulled out the boxers. He says, the worst 
because that's worse. And ask if I can wear something, some of my nice underwear to bed. I tell him that wearing lace all day and then overnight. And again, the following day is how you get yeast infections. And he asked me why I had to mention yeast infections. I put them on and go go to get into bed. And he asked me to take them off, not for sex, but just so I'm not wearing boxers to bed. I ask him, what's the big deal? What's the deal is? And he says, forgive me for wanting to find you attractive. I don't know what to say, so that, but he rolls over straight to sleep, no cuddling. This morning, I wake him. We kiss. I'm thinking it'll lead to sex, but he touches my boxers, stops, gets stressed, and leaves. This is starting to affect my self-esteem just a bit. I'm only wearing them because they're comfortable, and I don't want to buy all new stuff, but this is apparently a real turnoff for him, and it's causing problems. What do I do to fix the issue without completely caving? All right. So here is some thoughts from a man. Um, so when you wear male clothes, your boyfriend probably thinks you look manly and uh he likes women uh so that's a good sign he's not gonna cheat on you with a man um so here's what you need to do um you said uh we've got three months you're still it's a still fairly new relationship and so um apparently so if you're dating for like a year he's like you know i'm wearing this shit to bed we're not having sex tonight like if, if it's like a sex type thing like you're having sex tonight try to be attractive to him like he does not find you attractive in boxers okay like something like that. Like when a man, man, men want to find you attractive. Cause he, lo- he obviously cares about you. I don't know if he loves you yet, but, uh, um, anyways, though, he, he still wants to find you attractive. And then after a while, you know, uh, once he's, once you lock him down, yeah, he's saying everything right. Like I'm forgetting for wanting to find you attractive. Apparently he doesn't, it just turns him off. Like it gives him that his penis probably goes inside himself when he sees that shit. So what you need to do, what you need to do is, uh, for nights you spend the night together, it looks like you probably live in separate homes. Uh, just for those nights, for the most part, for a while, like, at least just, like, put in some effort, you know, to look nice in bed. You know, like, try to look sexy in bed for him. At least those. Once you guys, if you guys end up moving in together and end up, you know, you know, ride or die for each other. Ride or die by Shweezy coming out December 11th, 2020. Uh, once you get to that point, I feel like, uh, yeah, that's when you can start wearing that shit to bed again. Um, depending on what the boxers look like, it's not a big deal for me. Actually, boom, actually, yeah, I have a girl I was with. She was like, yeah, I either wear, she, she told me, like, I either wear thongs or, like, guy underwear. I was like, all right. Um, this is just not a big deal for me. Because, um, I mean, she was wearing a thong that night, so I guess. All right, well... Enough about my love life, my failed love life. Let me get on to your failing love lives. So, yeah, so basically the best advice I can give you is uh, just try to be, like, wear your nice stuff when he stays the night or when you stay the night with him. Uh, and then once you guys, if you guys end up being serious, that's he's going to have to get used to that. So um, it's called a, uh, it's called like a refractory period where you still don't act fully you know, like some people don't fart in front of each other or burp in front of each other. Like I'll do that immediately, but uh, she can do it immediately too. As long as she okay, queefs are a different thing. I feel like as long as she doesn't do that during sex, I feel like queefs are okay. It's kind of funny. All right. Next question uh, for you people uh, here: A gentle way to confess my feelings to an oblivious person. 
Yep, the tile sums it up just fine. The problem is I've never really experienced being smitten by anyone, at least not to this extent. Uh, it revolved more about sexual attraction, etc. So as you can see, I'm totally fucked up. She's a friend of my close friend. They share a passion for art and the likes, and we met like two years ago. At first, I only thought she was <clears throat> a little eccentric, charming, yes, but not the usual type of girl I'd go for. Took a while for us to talk to on a less superficial level, and since then, it has begun. Not only I found out she was extremely smart, funny, quick-witted, but she is also the most attractive person I've ever met. Beautiful. I think it got worse when she helped me with Latin, and we spent grand amount of time together, and I had problems to focus on when she was saying, then didn't want her to shut up. But because she is a great teacher and just a delight to spend time with, uh, during quarantine, we texted sometimes. I reckon I had overcome it. It Voila, I didn't. Jay, the mutual friend of ours, noticed that it makes me even more awkward because she is absolutely blind to every little signal. I've witnessed it myself. A guy-gal comes to her and flirts like really flirts and she is clueless so any suggestions what to do i don't want to frighten her or to put her in a situation when she would feel like a pressure her into anything into doing anything on the other hand i'm stumbling over my words blushing like a virgin and thinking about her all the time no kidding i even see a cookbook of desserts and go like wonder if she she has it at home or see a certain mannerism in movies again think of her uh, buddy and most importantly i haven't really got interested in someone else which is surprising and when i went for a fling i didn't enjoy it at all so any tips suggestions or words thanks that's rough buddy all right so here's the thing man um and this is from my life experience um from what i want to tell you you to figure this out, you need to figure out if she likes you first. Like you gotta, you gotta confirm if any she has any interest in you whatsoever. Um, so if she does show some interest in you, have a conversation. Maybe you two could work something out, go on some dates, figure figure your feelings out. Let's do that. That's a great that's a great way uh, to try it out. Um. Anyways, if you don't think she has feelings for you, um. Women prefer that you die with those feelings and just bottle it up and store it away forever and die with it because women are not like they are in movies. Uh, they do not want to hear that you love them if they don't love you back. That's all. Women only want to hear that shit from like Ryan Gosling or uh, Channing Tatum. They only want to hear that information from someone they really like. So I would not ruin your friendship with that women prefer that you die with your feelings in regards to that some women may be wrong but uh yeah let's put me an example you wouldn't want me to do that to you would you uh, if you do and uh you're you're a hottie with the body uh hit me up uh no i'm saying i'm saying that women prefer that you would die with those feelings if they do not reciprocate those feelings back towards you um that's pretty that's advice from me and advice i can give to you uh, I guide others to a treasure I cannot possess. So um, just try to figure out what her feelings are first. Figure out her feelings. And then if you think they're mutual, then I would go for it. If not, just die with it. But move on, die with it. Develop a drinking problem like I have and uh, live with it. So that's how we that's how we live with life. We die with our feelings. And then women are like, why don't men are emotional? Because of that shit. If he confesses feelings towards you, he'd die. He'd die inside, and you want him to bottle it up and die with it. Fuck you. All right, anyways. Uh, my crush has mutual feelings, but isn't ready to date now. So I'm 18, 
now and recently I confessed to my crush and she reciprocated my feelings. However, after discussing about it more in depth, she told me that she isn't ready to date and doesn't know when she'll be ready. She tells me to find someone else as she doesn't want to waste my time. I feel like I'm willing to wait for her since it's her that I want to be with and not anyone else. I'm just feeling very lost as to what I should be doing right now. All right, so I'm going to tell you this. Um, if it's confusing, just leave this bitch. You do not, you should leave this bitch immediately. Be gone, fuck! New sound drop for that. But no, seriously, if it's confusing like that, she says she likes you, but she doesn't want to be with you. Um, there's a lot of problems there. That's a big red flag. Uh, you don't think, when you're in the situation, you don't see that as a red flag. That is a huge red flag. She says she likes you, but doesn't want to date you. That's a big red flag because she wants to keep you around, but she doesn't want to commit to you or be your ride or die. Uh, ride or die by Sweetie coming out December 11th, 2020. If I mentioned that yet. Um, so anyways, tell this thought to be gone. Be gone, fuck! And all I can say is if she tells you that she cannot live without you, uh, tell her then die because I don't, you shouldn't live with her. You shouldn't have to deal with that shit. I know you have feelings for her. Uh, just tell her to fuck off because that's what I would tell you to do from someone in that same situation. Cause if she's saying, I, I just want to give that advice to everyone listening today. Uh, if she says I have the same feelings towards you, but I don't want to date you or be with you. That is a red flag. That bitch is a thought. And you tell her be gone. Fuck. That is the best advice I can give you in regards to that. So uh, don't be a simp. Just walk away from her. That's all I'm going to tell you to do. Move on and do not want her back. And if she can't live without you, tell her to die. So, all right, next uh, question here. Okay. See here, we've got a couple more coming here. We've got some funny ones too, so don't worry. Uh, la, 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 la. Oh, here's a good one. This one's going to be for everyone here. My grandparents walked in on me getting spanked by my boyfriend. <laughs> All right. I was raised by my grandparents and gave them a key to my place for emergencies. Well, my grandma gets really worried if you don't reply to her text in an hour. Looks like she has some problems. This specific day was the first day I saw my boyfriend in weeks because he had to go abroad for work and we wanted a bit of alone time. So we put our phones on silent so we wouldn't be disturbed. Apparently, my grandma wanted to pick something up for her and got worried when I didn't pick up the phone or respond to her messages for a few hours. She decided to come over to my apartment with my grandpa with my grandpa since she was worried and used the emergency key. When they walked in, I was splayed over my boyfriend's lap and we were both buck naked since we are the only people that live in the apartment we do whatever we want wherever we want this time on the couch which meant that my boyfriend's hands hovering over my bare ass was the first thing my grandparents saw when they walked in <laughs> i've never seen two people back out of an apartment so quickly in my life my grandma still giggles nervously when she talks to me and my grandpa won't make eye contact with me when we facetime <laughs> how do i make this less awkward i talk about my sexual preference is not one that i ha want to have with the people that raised me so um first of all i want to say in this situation this is your home this is his home too um wait do you live together um Thank you. My grandparents. I saw my boyfriend. Okay, so it looks like you do live together. Uh, 
because we were probably working so um i'm just assuming they yield together um anyways um anyways the only thing i can say is hey that's your home um if if they walk in on your home i'd say i, I kind of feel that way you know uh, my parents were good i never walked in on my parents but i feel like if i did um all i can say it's their home like when it's your home you should be able to have sex anywhere you want, and if someone walks in on that, it's their fault. Should have knocked. That's the thing. They should have knocked. Um, that's all I can say in regards to that. Um, anyway, how to make things less awkward? Just uh, don't talk about it, and uh, eventually it'll go away. That's um, awkward. So if you both don't talk about it, and it'll go away. Uh, that's like most problems. A lot of times, if you ignore them, they go away. So ignore your problems and they'll go away i sing so badly on this show can i admit that i sing so badly on this show and i'd like didn't you go to school don't you have a music degree yeah so uh anyways yeah with you and your problems uh ignore them and they will go away uh it's their they're the ones at fault because they walked in uh they should have heard you having sex you should maybe make more noise doing sex if you want to, if we're going to make them the victim, make n- more noise during sex so they can hear you before they walk in. All right. All right. Next question. Boyfriend is upset that I want to take a voice acting job for a hentai, hentai game. He takes it as a break of trust and says he'll probably break up with me. Okay. Basically, I used to get bullied for my voice in high school, and it just really made me feel pretty insecure about it until I got into anime and the community. People would tell me my voice is cute and that I should definitely sell it, and lately, a whole lot of time in quarantine made me think a lot. I've been seriously considering it. Uh, VTuber was the obvious choice for me, uh, but it's pretty expensive, so I have to do something to get some money first. Uh, I invested the money I had into a good mic and started sending out auditions to several studios that were looking for VAs. I told voiceover artists. Uh, I told my boyfriend about it and even mentioned some adult games I sent it for, but he didn't really question it, so I figured he either doesn't mind or doesn't care about what I'm saying. Anyway, one of the studios actually responded and gave me a role of one of the main heroines. It's a pretty mild romance hentai game, and I ha- and I was just so happy to be giving my voice to such a cute character. Not to mention that I'm getting $300, and while that doesn't cover everything I'd need, it's still pretty useful and puts me a step closer to my initial dream. I told my boyfriend about it, and he was happy for me at first until he realized it's basically a porn game. He started saying shit like he's the one the only one that should be able to hear me moan in that he'll probably never be okay with the fact that there's some weave out there jacking off to my voice. I tried to tell him that I always wanted to be a voiceover artist, and this is a huge opportunity and a necessary step for me, but he wouldn't hear it. He said I'm being selfish and that I shouldn't consult it with him before I sent the audition. He's pretty much told me that if I do it, it will be a major break of trust in that our relationship would never recover. I honestly don't know if he meant anything of the seriously, but he's usually pretty serious about this kind of stuff. I really want to take the opportunity, but at the same time, I don't want to break our relationship. We had some bad moments, but mostly good ones. I really loved him. Should I not just not take the job or try to convince him I don't know what to do? So, first of all, um, I, I'm very interested in the porn industry, and um, there's, like people who do like the hardcore shit like the fisting and shit like that and they have boyfriends and husbands and stuff like that and their relationship works fine like 
they're porn artists and they kind of like they take their feelings out of the porn and you know the sex with the actual partner is very very good and stuff like that so the fact that this and like there's a lot of girls out there right now with only fans and when I think about it, I think about, like, I want a PS5, obviously. I want the PlayStation 5, and I think you doing that can help me get that. And I'm very pro OnlyFans to get me a PlayStation 5. But interesting that you're just doing vo- voiceover work for a porn game. Like, you're just doing voiceover work. Like, you know how many people work in sex hotlines and shit like that? Like, for real, this nude needs to shut the fuck up and just let you follow your dreams. Because your career, I, I'm a big believer in your career should go before relationships and your relationships should work in with your dreams because you shouldn't be unhappy in a relationship because if you're not happy in a relationship, then it's not a good relationship. If you have to give up something for a relationship, uh, you're not going to be happy. So you'll never be happy. Uh, so you got to do your shit. You got to pr- try and uh, get it. You're not cheating on him at all. And he's like, oh, those moans should be for me. They're not real moans, dipshit. Uh, probably fake moans obviously she's just voiceover work like god and you're getting money for that have her buy you something maybe you should buy him something nice maybe he'll shut the fuck up but no if if this is worse and this is like ruining your dreams like i tell i tell women all the time like i'm not gonna give up my music career for you like i'm not i don't plan on doing that so like you're gonna have to take that with me and uh that's the way it is so uh to do to shut the fuck up and follow your dreams because he's you're not cheating on him you're just sounding like a little girl in a cartoon and it it's okay if you're if you have a girlfriend or a wife and someone's jerking off to them be okay with that because you're the only one who's actually having sex with her and uh just get over it shut the fuck up all right Next question I have. Does my friends with benefit have feelings for me? I've been hooking up with this guy since June 2019. He would hit me up once a month. Fast forward to March 2020. He sees me online and messages me saying, you're back online? I guess I'm not doing it for you anymore. Mind you, at this point, I haven't seen him in six months, okay? Or spoke to him in three months. Over the summer, he would view my profile online but never message message or text me. October, he hits me up, and we have been hooking up weekly. I don't know how to figure this out. I don't want to go online again and have this guy pop off for me on me. Anyone else been through this? All right. So best thing to do, since you are established friends with Benefit, uh, if he starts having feelings for you, you stop having sex with him. Uh, Because if you don't want a relationship with him, you shouldn't have sex with him. If both of you can agree to not want to be in a relationship but just want to have sex it's fine so uh that's rough buddy so remember that and uh if he doesn't uh take that and he's like i want a relationship with you be gone thought tell him to be gone he's a male thought so remember that uh just so you know remember that uh you don't want to be in a relationship with him it's just sex and he wants more than that you probably break it off because someone's feelings are gonna get hurt and that is not very cash money of you. So uh, be it as you may, uh, tell him to be gone. And uh, yeah, I'm assuming these are white people, white people. So remember that. All right. So we're on to our last question of my advice. I know you've all been very adamant towards this. Help. Thanksgiving Day text from X. Don't know what it means. All right. I'm going to decide what it means. I'll figure that out. So, me and my ex were together for 1.5 years, we struggled during quarantine, and we got into some fights that were hurtful for both of us. We called it quits in September, and I moved out a week 
few weeks later, both really still cared for each other, but felt maybe the relationship wasn't working. We talked about being friends immediately after we broke up, but when I was moving out, we decided that we needed to give each other some space. It seemed like being in contact with each other was pretty much off the table at this point. I heard from her in October after a full month of no contact. She wished me a happy birthday, and we had some long conversations via text on how we were doing in life in general. We met up also so I could return some things I had found, and we talked for almost an hour straight. It felt really good to talk to her again. After our conversation, I really felt that we were going to be friends. We got along really well. A week later, I hadn't talked to her, and I discovered that she had deleted some of our pictures together on social media. I took offense to this, and I took this as she never wants to speak to me again. So for the past month, I have stayed away from her, not messaging her or anything. Then, late last night, I got a text from her. I was shocked. I was certain that she never wanted anything to do with me again. Text and end at Happy Thanksgiving. It was a two-hour conversation about all sorts of things. She ended the conversation saying, felt good to talk. I'm super confused about this and what this could mean. I really wasn't expecting to hear from her yesterday. I thought exes always try their best to move on from each other. I haven't been dating someone else recently, and I have been trying really hard to move on from her. So um, I can't really tell you what she's thinking. I should. I can only tell you what to do. Um, obviously, you have to decide, do you want to get back together with her or not? If you do, maybe try to work that out. But if not, it sounds like you both are trying to move on. And uh, tell her to fuck off. Um, if that's the case, if you move on, I think you should move on for her because I feel like if she keeps coming back to you, uh, she is lonely. And if you're lonely, you shouldn't text your ex because that's trouble. You should tell her to be gone, fuck! And if she doesn't take the hint, uh, be use more real language. Um, I don't necessarily think it's necessary to be friends with your ex. I only think it's necessary to be civil with them. Like, at least not be an asshole to each other. That's all I can really say. I'm friends with, I guess I'm social media friends with some of my exes. Um, but for the most part, I, we don't, I don't talk to my exes anymore. Uh, we just passing by social media posts. That's all we can really do. That's all I can suggest. And that's all I can suggest for you to do uh, for her. Just tell her to fuck off. But if you want to get back together, um, pros and cons that shit out and decide what you want to do. Um, yeah, that's it. It's the best I got for you. All right. That's the end of the show today. Uh, that's all I'm going to end it with. Uh, thank you so much for listening to cancel Sweezy. I, if, the, if I did this right, this is the last episode. If not, I'll talk to you again next week. Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns about anything I talked about said, or if you want any advice from me, you can always email cancel Sweezy. No, sorry, not canceling. You can email the schwagcast at gmo.com. I'd be more than happy to assist you with any questions, comments, or concerns you have. Uh, and also a reminder, if I haven't already said it, my new EP, Ride or Die, comes out December 11, 2020, working on the uh, release uh, listening party online, virtual, right now. Uh, and uh, for the most part, let's take a say awesome in the meantime. Uh, like and subscribe and listen to this wherever you get your podcasts at because that helps the show helps like it leave a comment if you're on youtube especially if you're on youtube uh trying to get the youtube audience up big time so make that sacrifice and if you already have an amazon prime account uh, subscribe on twitch to support the show make sure jeff bezos does not get another five dollars and if you have another five dollars burning a hole in your pocket hit us up on 
uh, Patreon, $5 a month, you get ad-free episodes of the Shwedcast, and a great way to say thank you for being a friend, and thank you for being a friend of the Shwedcast. I really like that. So, in the meantime, I am going to head off. Like always, stay awesome. Bye! Hashtag pray for Micah. Hey, you. You just finished a full episode of the Schwegcast. I hope your brain cells don't hurt. Uh, if you want to support this show financially in the best way possible, go check us out on Patreon for $5 a month. You, yes, you can get ad-free episodes of the Schwegcast and is the best way to personally support me and this channel.